Hi, I'm Yushuan Su. And I'm Connor Campbell. You're listening to Into the Unknown. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Into the Unknown. Uh, it's been a minute, Connor. It's it's been a while. Yeah, we took a little bit of a little bit of a break. I think it's been what five weeks, six weeks. Yeah, like I think that. it's. But, um, yeah, we yeah. took a bit of a break between both of us being busy with a lot going on. To be honest, which we might talk about a little bit actually. But mm. you know, you've you've been traveling a lot with work and otherwise and I've also been traveling a bit and competing and that sort of thing and we've just not really had the opportunity to to put time aside to sit down and and do this but it feels good to be back yeah it is good to sit in front of a computer and chat to an old friend (laughs) (laughs) and also Uh, share our wisdom on the world yeah the limited wisdom that there is but um (laughs) We'll, we'll see if we still remember how to run a podcast. That's assuming that we knew how to run a podcast in the first place. This is true. This is true. Anyway, I was looking back. I was looking back at all the episodes we've put out. And we've put out 23 episodes. Yeah, we have. Yeah. And, you know, I had a look through and a bit of a listen to some of them. And we've had some, you know, we've had some pretty amazing guests. I would agree um, with that. You know, from obviously, if you guys... Uh, haven't listened to the previous episodes you can have a look through but you know we've had the likes of you know founder and ceo of equity sport tim harper to team gb uh, runner and athletics athlete mario beachy and lo- like loads of people in between I, i'm not even going to go through the list because it's yeah. just been so many but we've covered so much and we've had some amazing guests with incredible stories and insight to, yeah to life and their own journeys and stuff like that and and you know that's kind of what i've been thinking about is these conversations that we've had that really have been people sharing their journeys and sharing sharing their stories and their experiences and you know us basically soaking it all in and learning from them and you know sharing a bit of our own experiences and kind of seeing where that takes us and so today i thought we'd do something a bit different but in the same sort of same sort of um topic of you know sharing journeys and experiences and there's someone i know who's had a lot of a lot of experiences and say i'd say the last two years um yeah and it's it's definitely been a journey it's been a ride and it is still it's still a ride and it's still going strong and our guest today is my good friend and co-host of the podcast connor campbell welcome welcome back this is, as, I would like to say this is a surprise, but obviously we had to have spoken about something. So, no, I didn't just completely. <laughs> but, uh, but I, I, said, I, I have no idea what's, what's going coming. on. I, I don't know what's uh, going. I'm nervous. Well, slightly. to be honest, I, I don't really have a plan. And <laughs> as you know, um, we are also a bit out of practice. But I, you know, I was just thinking actually the last. I'd say year of the last two years, you've gone through one, a lot of change. Mm. Would you say? And yeah, definitely. Taking a lot of taking a lot of risks would be one way to put it. <laughs> and 
you know, most of them obviously calculated risks, and you, mm. but you've still had to make moves. You've still had to take some leaps and put your faith into into believing in yourself and, and your decisions and that sort of thing. And just quickly, like, so obviously Connor and I met many years ago, I would say mm. like five years ago, four yeah, years ago, something like roughly. that. Roughly. And through King's College London, where at the time I was a student as well as a performance athlete on the student athlete program for King Sport. And Connor at the time was working as a strength and conditioning coach for King Sport. And so that's that's where we met. And he became my SNC coach. And but since then and since leaving that position, you have founded the Central Weightlift Central London Weightlifting Club. Mm. You have then started your own business in in, in coaching and SNC work and moving completely online as well to, to running your own business, Stoic Strength Systems. Mm. And last week we uh, we waved farewell. To, <laughs> you're, uh, you're moving to New yeah. York for a while now, uh, mm. very shortly. So there's been a lot going on. <laughs> yes, there has. My life is never just, you know, it's not boring. I have to say that it's... Uh... There's challenges along the way, but that's what makes life exciting. But yeah, like talk, talk me through it. I mean, obviously I kind of, can we say like I've been kind of a part of that journey, or at least I've been have. watching, watching that journey. Um, yep. But where you are now being fully self-employed, running your own business, coaching, how many clients have you got now? um on and off probably now around four, 45 clients. 45 clients um of yeah. different uh, from all different backgrounds you know you coach quite a few sort of professional elite athletes from different mm. sports as well as as well as you know non-athletes yeah shall we say you know Absolutely. everyday people and people from who have different jobs have i want to say real jobs mm. <laughs> um and you know i um, we, we've spoken quite a bit about our uh, stage health systems on here, but you know, it's, it's grown so much yeah. in the last, um, it's not, you've not been around that long, but it's really, you know, grown into something in itself. And so your life now and what you're doing now, I'd mm. say is, would you say it's completely different to when we met four years ago and you were an SNC coach at King Sport and, and, you know, what's changed, what's different and how are you finding it? I would say some elements have changed. Um, you know, obviously working for someone versus working for yourself definitely requires different levels of discipline. Um, you know, I've always been quite well self-disciplined, especially with the training that I, that I do on a daily basis. Um, but to be honest with you, I didn't really foresee that trying to create your own schedule can sometimes be harder than someone setting out a schedule for you because yeah. you have so much freedom within that, that you could either go one of two ways. You could either do nothing and then have to cram things in at the end of the day or work at nighttime when you really shouldn't be doing that or you know, you can actually be disciplined with yourself, which is something that I'm still learning. And obviously this last month has been a bit hectic and it will settle down, you know, and I will talk about that in, in a second. But yeah, I think um, 
it's definitely taught me that uh, I have a lot of people who have supported me along the way and who are now and will still continue to be not just friends uh, for life, but also people that I confide in, people that I ask for advice, um, people that not just are there, but also, you know, you reciprocate that. Um, even some people that I coach and some people that I don't coach. Um, I have a few friends that aren't even in the coaching world and it's nice to be able to have that level of conversation or for them to be able to offer advice outside of the realm of fitness. Yeah, um, yeah. But I think, you know, when we first, when I first met you, I was in a place of, I had, I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Like genuinely, I'll admit that I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. You know, I was literally. Wish you told my... me at the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I did. <laughs> yeah, I think you did, to be fair. One of the conversations that we first had was I sat you down in uh, in the little uh, office space in Strand. And I said, listen, I'm going to be straight with you. I don't really know anything about equestrian. But I have, you know, I've done all this research and, you know, as much as I can do. But I want to know about you. I want to know about what you need for your sport. And I think that's kind of carried on through to where I where I first started at, at, at the university and met you to, to kind of where I am now and people that I've had the absolute privilege of knowing and helping along the way you know the likes of you the likes of Elsa the likes of Mary uh, especially were, were pivotal in my career development as a coach when I first started because not only did you guys give me basically free reign, but you allowed me to express who I wanted to be as a coach. And I think that's something that's really difficult to find is you're always trying to be someone that you're not. Whereas I know who I am. I know who I want to be. And I'm comfortable with being who I am. I'm comfortable with the way that I coach. You know, every coach is very different. Um but I'm happy with how, you know, how I do things. And I think those first four, two formative years at Kings with you guys uh, was pivotal in, in, in where we are now, right? Four or five years later. Uh, obviously, I mentioned that the difference is that, you know, I was told what to do and who to coach. And now I have the choice of what to do and, and who to coach. Um, and so I can go my own path, you know, just this year alone has probably been one of the most successful periods as a coach in my entire life. You know, Yushuan mentioned that I'd helped set up Central and the Weightlifting Club alongside my, uh, you know, the other head coach, um, Alex Cave. And I was also very fortunate to be in the right place at the right time to help, uh, you know, KCL Weightlifting Club and also Queen Mary's Weightlifting Club gave me a chance to kind of jump on board and you know, the amount I learned from them. And now, you know, a few of them are privately coached by me, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, I think um, it's it's crazy to think where, where we've come and, and going back to what I just mentioned, this year alone going self-employed. I went self-employed, you know, officially really was um, this year. Uh, and, and this year alone, I've been to the Winter Olympics, um, I've been to multiple British champs. I've been to world's masters. I've just been out in Poland, uh, coaching world masters. Um, and I, I think it's just crazy that just in such a short space of time, 
I've, you know, I've, I've really been able to explore um, things that I never, ever thought that I'd be able to, to attain ever. I never thought that I would be able to sit here and say that I've, I have been able to support someone to an Olympic games. Like it seem, it still seems ridiculous that that's happened in my life. Um, I don't think I'll ever be able to consolidate that happened because it's just, you know, (laughs) well, I don't, I don't think you'll have processed it by the time you get to the next Olympics anyway, but, um, (laughs) but that is, that is mad though. And that's incredible how, how much you've achieved in the last, like you say, the last year, in the last two years and how much change there's been and how much development there's been in, both yourself and, and, and what you're doing in your business and mm. you know it's mad you, you mentioned Elsa and Mary and obviously uh, many others as well who are very distinguished and accomplished athletes in, in yeah. different sports and yeah I think we see something in common there um, but you know one of the things that have always struck me but I'm really noticing now especially is that whatever you do and, and wherever you are be it when you were a coach for for King Sport, as well as now with Stoic, you know, you have this ability to create this sort of this community and Mm. bring kind of bring people together that in many ways you wouldn't imagine these people to, to all be together and to mix. But, you know, the other night was a perfect example of that, of um, when we had your your little leaving party and you know you just come back from Poland with um, Alyssa you were saying competed at the world senior championships in weightlifting um, but you, you, we had you had a lot of people from who you know from different places a lot hmm. of people that you coach and a lot of yeah. friends from before as well and just your ability to kind of create this community and for, for me personally like I, that night I met like a lot of other people who you coach through stoic and i was like i, I felt like i already knew them yeah um, that's cool because of, of and, and they were saying the same thing just from you know uh our, our connection to you and what we see you share of each other on social media and things like that and but bringing it back to even back when you were an snc coach for king sport like i remember coming into the gym to have a session with you and i don't know max would just be finishing off his session Mary would be coming in after me and mm. like we all just love that environment and love that vibe and love being sort of within that community and that felt like a, a community and felt like a family as well yeah um would you I don't know if there was a question in there but would you say that that's something that you've always uh know that you've been good at doing has it been something that you've you've strived to to achieve and and one of your goals with setting up stoic like has that been that has that been something in your mind to to create yeah absolutely it has um if anything you know that's the main reason why why this is so successful um is that i am so like everybody that i coach it doesn't matter if you know taking elsa or, or helping elsa to the olympics or you know even just someone starting out on their fitness journey i'm just so incredibly proud to like share people's success no matter how small and insignificant they might think it is to me that's a big deal 
you know, I don't want to get to, I don't ever want to get to a point where someone, you know, first starting out in their fitness journey or saying, oh, I want to run 5k or someone going, oh, hey, I just qualify for worlds or Asian games or the Olympics, you know, every, obviously some people might think that the prestige of going to the Olympics is bigger, but to be honest with you, everybody's success is, is the same regardless of whether you think it's comparable or not. And I think that for me is the biggest thing is I take so much pride um, in sharing all of my athletes stories. And I'm, I talk about you guys all the fucking time every day I'm talking to (laughs) about, and I'm not even joking. Like I, I talk to other athletes about, you know, you or i'll talk to you about other athletes and i'm sharing stories and successes with you guys and well i know that because i met i met a lot of them the other night and they all knew my life story yeah exactly (laughs) obviously some details more than others (laughs) (laughs) only the close ones know about that um you know but i think it's important because ultimately we're all in this together you know and one of the things that when i first started doing weightlifting and you know being a weightlifter it's a very isolated sport you know you can either train by yourself and get better or you can have fun along the way and meet good people and for me i've always been the sort of person that wants to encourage lots of people to be involved in in other people's development um like you say actually the word community is is a big thing i was a a member and a coach of a CrossFit box for a number of years when I was at university. And honestly, I think that's probably one of the biggest contributing factors of, of trying to build a community that supports each other, regardless of where you come from or how good you are, uh, you know, how fit you are. It doesn't matter um, in the grand scheme of things. Uh, and although I don't play a team sport, I feel like, you guys are my team, you know, like it's like pieces on a chessboard. I'm able to just kind of like, we're going to war with everyone else, you know, like coaching you in equestrian. I want you to do the best you can, you know, coaching M or Kerry or, or even Manaz or, or any, any weightlifter like coach Alyssa, you know, I take her out to worlds and, um, or euros and I want her to do the best she can. And I share those successes because I think it's nice that everyone that I coach, you know, understands that if you put the work in, you can do it too. And even if you don't get to that standard, it doesn't matter because the standard is only as high as you set the bar. You know, you might not ever make it to the Olympics, which is absolutely fine, but you're going to do a fuckload of good things along the way. And that's what's important is putting the work in every day and knowing that, people who are in our space in our community are there to support you and and share in your success uh, I, I think that's yeah. massively imp- that's probably the one of the most important things building an online team of, of yeah. athletes is 100%. they know each other um, they know each other yeah now, we definitely do know each other and I think you've done an amazing job like you say with building building that community and building that team and building that family and you know at the end of the day we're all well many of us and most of us i think that you coach um and at least most of us like athletes we compete in individual sports 
Mm, having that I, I agree with you like it's such an important thing to even if it is an individual sport to have a community within it and have yeah. people that you stick up for and people who stick up for you and people that support each other along the way and along the journey and, and feed and contribute into each other's journeys and each other's successes absolutely and so I think yeah you've done an incredible job with that was it always in terms of setting up stoic and in terms of you know coaching your own clients and and doing your own thing basically was that always something you envisaged yourself doing even while you were you were working uh you know was that has, has that always been the plan has that always been the dream or did it kind of did it kind of develop into something yeah naturally and organically along the way or, or were you always from day one of coaching like this is what i want to do no so when i it's a good question when i first started when i first started uh in in snc um there were kind of two things that i got into the space for number one was um to be able to work with elite athletes period doesn't matter where it was uh number two i was really bothered about the prestige of the role you know and what i mean by that is when i first started so my favorite american football team is is the steelers right uh and that's not the kobe steelers that's the pickberg steelers <laughs> uh for those of you I... who don't know kobe steelers are actually great as well they're a very good rugby team based in japan and kobe but yeah so when I first started, um, I always imagined myself of working for the badge. And, you know, people explain this as they don't necessarily see themselves working with athletes. They see themselves working for organizations, you know, something the like of like Manchester United or, you know, the Pittsburgh Steelers where they can wear that badge on their chest every day and they say, this is where I coach. And I think that's a fantastic thing to do. But actually, I quickly realized when coaching you guys that it didn't really matter where I was or who I worked for, as in, you know, the national governing body or the university, I was working for that individual because if you didn't turn up every day for me to coach you, it didn't matter what was on my chest, what was on my badge, who I worked for, because it wasn't making me better. There's no prestige in that. And I think I realized uh, it, it took me a little while. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. You know, I was always, uh, oh, yeah, I'm going to work for like an elite rugby club or an elite um, uh, American football club. That's a very fucking hard thing to do. I'll tell you that. A very, very hard thing to do because it's so yeah, saturated. Yeah. You know, so yeah, obviously there's an element of that. People will go, oh yeah, but you know, you just you just couldn't get there. You're right, I couldn't. Um, and now I don't need to because I work with individuals that has have allowed me to explore so many different, um, you know, cultures and religions and travel across the world, you know. Just this year alone, I've been to Beijing. I've been, I know obviously Wales is not that far. I've been to Wales, <laughs> you know. What I've a been, trek. 
I've been to Poland. Um, I'm going out to Orlando uh, in December to coach Alyssa at, at Worlds. Um, and so I've had like an incredible opportunity to not just meet amazing people, but create my own badge that I'm proud of to have my own prestige. And I think that for me, I only really had that realization when, when I see people wearing the stash that I make and they're wearing it with pride. And I'm just like, that to me brings so much joy. Genuinely it does because it's not like, it's such a small insignificant thing, right? Just wearing a t-shirt. Great. I'm wearing a t-shirt, but to me, it makes such a big deal because you guys are representing me I'm the organization. That's it. Just one yeah. person. And obviously I've hired, you know, I have George as well now to, to help me out and, and, you know, guide uh, where the business goes as well, which, which I'm sure is another, another talking point, but yeah, I, I, that's, that's the pride that comes with it now is, is I've created my own badge, my own prestige to work with and working with individuals like, like you. And I know I keep mentioning it and whatever, but it's a big deal to me. And that that's something that has, that's been a massive, a mindset shift from when I first started to where I am now is mm. I no longer care about the badge or the organization because this is it. This is my organization. You guys, you know, all, all of you guys that I support from a multitude of different organizations, you know, yeah, um, I'm yeah. just happy to be a very small cog in a big machine for all of you guys. <laughs> well, yeah. that no, that's that's super interesting because, and I think it's really interesting what you say. I think it's it's quite normal and quite sort of almost expected for you to for for people to come out of of uh, you know a sports science background like yourself and and get into coaching and be like you know the pinnacle of of this career and my, my, my trajectory is mm. to work for a top team or a top organization. Absolutely. Yeah. But actually, and I think anyone who works with you and anyone who has worked with you or has been coached by you, um, et cetera, can relate to this. And the fact that you take a very personal approach in your coaching and quite sort of individualistic, uh, personal approach and specific to the, the the human and, and the individual mm. that you're coaching so i think it's only it's only natural that you realize that actually that's what you want to do and that's yeah. sort of the direction that you think that you should head in and, and i think for sure that was the right thing to do and, and you know if we bring it back like because you mm. whilst you were still working at, at king sport as an snc coach you also then founded a, a weightlifting club mm. which I remember when you first did that, uh, you know, I, I thought it was, it was a bold move. Um, and, <laughs> it almost yeah, didn't just, happen. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a whole drama itself, wasn't it? But yeah. I feel like looking back now, and I don't know if you agree with me, but for me, it looked like, and I feel like it was sort of almost the first step of you stepping in that direction of taking things into your own hands and, and sort of, you know, forging your own path a little bit and and moving away from this sort of more institutionalized approach to to your career and, and absolutely what you do. like what what was the reason of, of starting the club and what sort of motivated you to do that? Good question. Um, 
I'm sure Alex will have a different answer, but for me, it was just to provide um, affordable coaching in central London for weightlifting. Um, and it's turned into something that I never could have imagined, to be honest with you, because yeah, yeah. a lot of my, um, and like, like you say, actually, I think you, you said it really well that like, it probably was the first thing that I did where I was actually able to control it. I was able to see what was happening in organizations that I'd worked with in the past and not do that because that didn't work. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing is coming and working for yourself is, I mean, I've made lots of mistakes. Um, some of them I won't admit to, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to <laughs> share share those with individuals. Um, but to be honest with you, the mistakes that I make are easy to fix because I admit to them and I'm like, shit, I made a mistake. I need to fix this ASAP because this impacts me. It doesn't impact say a university and on a minuscule level you can make those changes very very quickly um and so starting the club it was a big big deal because we were able to go our own way and as as most people who speak to me know there's a phrase that i like to use a lot whereas you carve your own path um you create your own luck there is no such thing as oh wow this just happened no it didn't you put yourself in that path whether you whether you realize it or not you were working towards that trajectory you just needed maybe one or two things to line up and it happened um but you don't yeah you create your own luck it's it's never just luck that, oh, wow, look, I found myself on the Hong Kong equestrian team. How lucky am I? Well, you're not lucky because you work fucking hard for it and you're good at what you do. That's not luck. That's years and years of being a good damn athlete. Someone potentially taking a chance on you. But, dude, if you were shit, they wouldn't take a chance on you. So that's not luck at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> It's, it's a while it's it's sort of yeah hard work and being good and then people and being lucky to be I guess given given some really good opportunities and having having people believe in you and, and give you those chances to show show your work and show how good you can be so of course obviously people start off at different periods you know people are more fortunate when they're born and whatever I, I completely understand that and some people that I've met have come from backgrounds, maybe less fortunate and look at where they are now. They're successful. Anybody can make success out of anything. Um, obviously it helps if you come from a slightly more privileged background. I'm not trying to say that it doesn't because I completely understand that it does, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you will be successful. It just means that you potentially have more of a head start. But in the long run, ultimately, um, like I said, you know, if you really want something, you will try and do everything conceivably possible to, to get there. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, we heard stories in the Olympics of people selling houses, you know, moving countries just to be able to train with the best, to be able to put themselves in a position of, you know, choose me, I want to go here. 
they put their whole life on the line just for four years to say that they went to the Olympics and potentially win a medal, which they don't even get paid for. Mm. You know, they get supported, obviously, through the years. But, yeah, it's it's crazy the amount of sacrifice people will make if they want to succeed. So, I know um, I went completely off topic of that, there. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that's, uh, that's a good topic, talking point because actually... Like we were saying, you've you've made massive changes from from leaving that sort of institutionalized um, trajectory of your career to to doing it on your own and doing yeah. it very successfully. But you know, it might not have been that way. And, Absolutely. You know, you had very sort of humble beginnings and humble intentions of and genuine intentions with with the weightlifting club, for example, and it might not have taken off the way that it had, mm. you know, it, it could have crashed and burned and same with Stoic and, you know, it obviously didn't and you do it very well, but what sort of, what would you say were kind of the, I want to say sacrifices that was the word that you used, but what kind of sacrifices did you have to make or, or you know, what kind of things did you have to be like, okay, these are things that I enjoy and these are things that, I have now that I might not have or might not have the luxury of having um, if I go down this route? Um, I would probably sum it up with one word, security. Mm. Um, when you're being paid a salary, you have a lot of security. And when you work for yourself, you don't have any security because nothing is a given. You have to go out and earn your own money. And obviously the people that I work with, I trust a lot. And I would hope that not every single person would go, yeah, I'm done with coaching in the same month. That would probably leave me high and dry. <laughs> um, We're but... all going to gang up against <laughs> You know, this community that I've made, it's now a cult <laughs> and they've turned on yeah. their leader. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, like I would say the hardest thing was giving up that security um, and I remember speaking to you about this, that mm. when you get paid what you get paid per month and your tax is sorted out and your national insurance is sorted and you get a nice, comfortable pension, you know, it's it. I said, just said it. You're comfortable. You know, you don't ever need you don't ever need to be able to go further unless you have a desire to earn more money because you want to buy a house or you want to buy a car or maybe you just want more money. Right because the cost of living is increasing, but it makes you comfortable. And sometimes that is a scary thing because just because you're getting paid doesn't necessarily mean that you're actually fulfilling a purpose and doing something that you want to wake up and do every single day. Some yeah. people are perfectly happy with that. I was not. Um, and I left, I left the security because I, I, one of the first things that we mentioned in the very first podcast was that the biggest uh, fear for me was the fear of, of, of failing, um, which might seem strange as to why I've now said that I've left, you know, I had left the security because there was a massive element that I could fail. Why mm. did I decide to do that? Because I knew that I wouldn't, because I knew that I would try and do whatever it took to be able to make what I want to make successful. How do I know that? I don't know how to answer that, but I just knew it within my heart. I had 
amazing people around me who were willing to support me. You know, I spoke to you about this. I spoke to M. I spoke to my family and, you know, the biggest thing for me was just knowing that it wasn't just me that had this idea that was like, this sounds like a great idea. I had other people that said, that's a great idea. Do it. Um, and that's all it took was just knowing that I would have people to back me, not financially, mm. just knowing that people think it's a good idea and have the, the, you know, they say to me, like, do it. You're going to be successful at this. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's why a lot of the friends that I had there um, on, on Saturday, I hold a lot of people in high regard. Um, not everybody, but you know, a select <laughs> few. I have, I have, I hold a select few in high regard. Um, I'm not going to have a names. list, please. <laughs> I'm not going to name names. Um, in alphabetical order. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why is just because, you know, the people that I have around me are also doing well they're successful and that mm. motivates me to also do well to share in their success and we spoke about this that when i first started i found it really difficult to 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 share in people's successes i wasn't a very empathetic person but now i find myself almost finding my i i find myself almost more motivated by other people's successes than my own <laughs> yeah yeah. Just because that to me represents that I'm in the right crowd. I'm mm. in the right group. I have the right people around me to, to be able to push me forwards. I'm no longer just comfortable. I'm willing to do what they do because we all want to try and be successful at something or just have a yeah. have a, a good life, have a stories to tell your kids, right? Mm like actually have lived life um i know that sounds kind of profound but that's yeah i don't know you're a profound guy i am a profound guy i am a profound guy yeah <laughs> and in the meantime you just tell those stories to me but yes exactly i think that's that's really um that's that's uh that's really interesting as well because you know that goes back to what you were saying about about community and, and sort of creating a community of people who support each other and 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 help each other and, and share in each other's journeys and successes and actually it goes to show that like you find that important for yourself as well and your own journey you know having mm -hmm. the right people around you to to give you that support and, and back you when you need it absolutely and you know um just and, and I know for a fact that other people share, other people really resonate with that. You know, to give you an example, like I was speaking to um, one of your, one of your, uh, one of the lifters that you coach and, and I, and I asked him like why, what brought her to, to joining Central London Weightlifting Club. And she said, you know, when she was looking and she looked at quite a few, but your one looked like it had just such a strong community and you know people who are there for each other and support each other like beyond just weightlifting and yeah. beyond the club you know it goes further than that um 
so yeah no what you've created is is you know it's, it's pretty cool i mean but, it's not just me you know like i know we say that i've created this but we have created it you know if i didn't have people that were turning up every week and supporting me i wouldn't have what we have right so you know the community is us it's not i or or you it's it's us um yeah. well speaking of us what's uh what's next man what's next for stoic what's next for the weightlifting club what's next for you well the biggest probably the biggest change that i i am facing or we will face in the next nine days um is we are actually relocating temporarily to new york city um for the next two years um and i thought that starting my own business was going to be a challenge um this is going to be a whole other ball game because trying to manage a business <laughs> in another country um another is, country a different time zone yeah is 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 going to be a big challenge um but I was saying this to one of my very good friends, uh, Arul, you know, he was saying, you know, are, are you nervous about moving to the U S and, you know, obviously with the business. And I said, honestly, yes, I am. Um, does it scare me? Absolutely. But that also, that also is going to make me work harder and not, sit back and just oh yeah it's fine it's in the uk i'll come back in a couple of years and it will just be as as i left um so yeah it does scare me but it also motivates me to know that i can kick it up a gear and go now it's an extra challenge let's see how i can how i can do you know and i know with the community that we have built um in central london like central london weightlifting club obviously it's pretty similar to stoic a lot of the people that i coach are there individually uh coached as well um but that's like the weightlifting community uh you know alex is very kindly going to be taking the reins and and i think that's another thing as well as you know i just briefly spoke about having the people around you that support you and i don't know i think it's crazy that you know i'm going to be going away but the the legacy will live on like i'm going to come yeah, back in two yeah. years and it will still be there and if it doesn't, we can we can face that challenge when it occurs. But so far, nothing has happened. So there's no point in living in the future when we don't know what's going to happen. The only thing that we can do is focus on what I do day to day. And the rest will take care of itself. Um, because if all we ever did was worry about the future, we'd never actually live now. We'd never actually be able to enjoy now, right? It's, this is what you live for right here in this second. You know, me yeah. coaching you, me interacting with you. And regardless of whether I'm in the US or in the UK, that's still going to continue. You know, yes, am I going to miss people? Absolutely. I live through my friends and my family. You know, I absolutely, some of the friends that I have around me, like I absolutely adore. You know, they are my the center of my world, which is a super cheesy, corny thing to say, but you know, I don't really know how to say it. It means a big deal to me. Um, so yeah, there we go. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And I, I, you know, I, I know that you'll, 
you'll do a good job. But I think you've answered you've answered this question um, in probably a few different ways. But what would you say you've learned the most? What would what are you taking away with you? What do you want to tell everyone else as a as a learning point um, when it comes to making that making that shift and making that move to perhaps being more independent with your career or, or kind of chasing something that whatever field it is, chasing something more kind of in your own terms rather than, than working within an organization or institution, like what, what in your case, obviously going self-employed and setting up your own business, but what would you say you've taken away the most and what have you learned? Um. Definitely the biggest thing I've learned is to have people around you that support you. Um, and I guess with saying that, it's that you are not alone. Um, and also you can't do it by yourself. You know, I don't have anyone that works apart from obviously George now that works for me or with me. So I'm doing this by myself. But when you zoom out, I'm not doing this by myself. I'm doing this with every single person that I coach and every single person that I ask advice for or that I meet on a weekly basis. You know, the conversations that we have when we go to Honest Burger and we're going to have one next week as well. Like, uh, by the way, have you looked at what the special is for this? Week? I haven't yet. No, I'm saving it for after this because I thought that we'd. Oh, man. It um, looks juicy. Does it? <laughs> one last one. Last Honest one. Burger. Last one. Because you, you know, know I'm not going without you, you know. Oh yeah, I hope you don't. Oh, that's gonna be <laughs> every time I come back, it's gonna be like, yo, let's quickly squeeze in an honest burger. <laughs> I um, can't I can't cheat on, on my honest burger. No, exactly. But yeah, I would say um, you know, there's been some risks that I've taken that have been calculated, but there's been some that haven't been, you know, as calculated. But sometimes you've got to take action because if all you do is just sit there and plan that plan will never come to fruition so all it yeah. takes is just putting one foot in front of the other and feeling through the dark um and you've got friends to help you along the way you've got and if you don't have that find some because they are the most important people you'll ever have in your life is people that will support you day to day and you know that you're not that you're having a shit day but you know you're i don't know for whatever reason you need some advice bounce some ideas off um mm. you have a community to lean on right it's a big very big very big deal um amazing yeah yeah no 100 that's that's amazing um just quickly this podcast isn't supported by Honest Burgers, but Con and I absolutely love Honest Burgers. If you're listening, if you guys want to, if you do want to support us, we're not going to say no. Um, Connor, you're an absolute legend. Thank you, everyone, for listening. You're all legends. And I really hope you enjoyed that because that was a really insightful conversation, a really interesting conversation. And, you know, I obviously know you very well, Connor, but I still feel like, I've learned something from that. So yeah, no, good chat, man. <laughs> and I hope that that motivates you, um, whoever is listening. Um, and if you want 
advice or if you are someone that is trying to make a big decision and doesn't know whether to go for it, this is your time for me to say, trust me, you fucking can and you'll make it work. So yeah, go for it. Why not? What have you got to lose? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, And Yushuan, thanks for interviewing me. No worries, man. You're a great guest. Uh, I tell you what, I'm going to reciprocate that. And the next one, I want to discuss a topic about yourself, um, which I think you'll be well prepped on because we've had many discussions about this in the past. Um, But yeah, that's all I'm going to say. I don't know what what you're referring to, but you can tell me I'm back. Anyway, guys. We will see you next time. See ya. How do I? So, Yushuan, do you want to plug where people can find you? Yeah, so on Instagram, I am at yushuan.su.eventing. On Facebook, I am yushuan.su.eventing. And my website is suyushuaneventing.com. What about you, Connor? Mine is at Connor Lift Stuff on Instagram and at Stoic Strength Systems on Instagram. And we also just set up a Patreon under the same name, Stoic Strength Systems. So give those a follow. I will put the links all down in the description if I figure out how to do it. Thank you for listening to this episode. Make sure you like, share and subscribe to the podcast on wherever you listen to your podcasts. And we'll see you next time.